There is a God. message is Hannah's two trips to church. Hannah's two trips to church. First Samuel, uh, the book before Samuel is the book of Ruth. And the book of Ruth is such an interesting passage, so many pictures and types in, in that. Um, but it, the book of Ruth takes place in the time of the judges, the time of the judges of Israel. The book before Ruth is judges. And uh, before Israel had kings, God would set up judges uh, to rule the nation of Israel, a judge at a time, and some were good and some were bad, but ultimately um, it, the nation of Israel kind of went away from the Lord. And Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, this is how the book of Judges ends. It says, And in those days there was no king in Israel. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And uh, boy, if everybody does what's right in their own eyes, uh, that can, that can turn, turn messy quick. Uh, that's why there, there is a God that can help us and, uh, and to lead us and guide us into truth. And, and this, this time of the judges went on, you know, for the time between uh, Joshua uh, bringing the nation of Israel into the promised land and, and the first king that was established in Israel, it was about 400 years. And in the books, uh, books of Solomon, 1 Solomon, uh, Samuel, excuse me, and 2 Samuel, are also known as the first books of the kings. And so we begin to see uh, this transition from the times of the judges into the times of the kings, the kings of Israel. Now, the time in, uh, uh, that uh, Samuel, by the time he is, uh, uh, comes about and is born, it's still, it's still not that good in Israel. There's a lot of darkness. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 1, that the word of the Lord was precious in those days, for there was no open vision. In other words, uh, they, people weren't hearing from God. Any, any word from God was really precious, uh, because there really was no... No vision for the people, no direction for the people. The Bible tells us without a vision, what? The people perish. And that's pretty sad that God's people, God's chosen people, the nation of Israel, they had no vision. They had no, they weren't getting any any word from God. I mean, they had a priest at this time, his name was Eli, 
But even Eli at this time, he wasn't leading his family uh, and, and close to the Lord. And, and uh, there was just a lot of, a lot of darkness. And, and the, this story, this whole story starts in, in Samuel with, with one family. That's how 1 Samuel starts. And more specifically, with a woman, with a lady. And this lady, her husband's name was Elkanah, and this lady's name was Hannah. Now, Elkanah, he seemed to be a good husband. He, the Bible tells us that he loved Hannah. And the Bible tells us that Elkanah, he worshipped God. But Hannah was troubled. I mean, way deep down, she, she had a heavy heart. She had a, a, a sorrowful heart. The Bible tells us, you open there to Samuel chapter 1 and verse 6. Samuel 1, 6. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. Uh, Hannah hadn't had a child and she wanted a child really bad. And uh, this thing, uh, her not having a child, uh, it was just heavy on her heart. It was really uh, grieving her and, and uh, she wanted this bad from the Lord. And Elkanah, her husband... He would take a spiritual trip, a spiritual journey every year. And they'd go up to the, to the temple and, and they would worship and bring a sacrifice. And in this particular year, the one where 1 Samuel starts, Hannah goes up with him and she had had all that she could take. Now she was, uh, she was bearing a heavy load. She was overwhelmed. And this brings us to our first trip to church. Uh, look at uh, verse 10 of 1 Samuel chapter 1. The Bible says, And she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. This, this uh, 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 child, Hannah, was saying, Hey God, I'll make him part of the Nazarite vow. And in Numbers chapter 6, she says, I'm going to offer him up a child to you, Lord, if you'll give me this child. And it came to pass, verse 12, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Eli was the priest there in the temple. In verse 13, And Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought that she'd been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. I mean, she was in such she was in such shape here pouring her heart before God that he thought, man, she's she's losing, she's drunk, she's she's just bawling and sobbing and pouring her heart out here before the Lord. She her first trip to church. And now Hannah, I'm sure this was not her uh, first time to go to the temple. But it was the first time that she'd ever prayed like this. I, I guarantee you. It was the first time that she'd ever gone to church with a heavy heart, so passionate, pouring it out before the Lord. You know, she did it humbly. I, I don't know. Uh, she'd made such a scene that Eli the priest had to speak up. He had to say, hey, you're acting a little uh, crazy here at church. 
I mean, you're down there uh, praying there at the altar so bitterly and so crazy. They thought she was under the influence. He said, look here, uh, she was... You know what, the point that I'm trying to get here is Hannah was humble. She'd gotten to a place where she just needed God and she needed God to answer prayer. And you know what, Hannah didn't care what people thought. She didn't care what people thought about her. She said, you know what, I'm so, so burdened down that I, I need God. And God, if you're real and if you're out there, you've got to hear my prayer. My heart's so heavy that she felt like she was going to die inside. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer. You know, I know God answers prayers. I mean, the, this whole church, this whole, these, everything about this thing is, is prayers being answered. And everything uh, God's done has just been in our lives has been prayers being answered. But serious, sincere, passionate, humble prayer gets God's attention, does it not? Right. Amen. Oh, it gets God's attention. When you get serious and sincere and humble before God. Boy, we all know the story of the publican and the sinner, the, the, uh, or excuse me, the Pharisee and the sinner, the publican. In Luke chapter 18, how they both went down to the temple to pray. And the Pharisee, the Bible says he prayed thus with himself. That was his problem from the get-go, is he was just stuck on himself. And he was praying with himself, to himself. God was not in the equation. This Pharisee began to tell God how good he was. How absurd is that? To tell God how good you are. The most sinless creator of the universe. To tell Him, hey, how good you are. And then He went on to tell Him how better He was than the sinner. Than the publican. And then we see the example of the publican's prayer. The Bible says that He smote upon His breast. And He was was so heavy of heart that He couldn't even look up toward heaven. And He said these words, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Amen. And you guys know the story that one of those men went back to their house justified. One of those men went back to their house forgiven. One of those men went back to their house with joy. And one didn't. And it was the one that was willing to humble themselves before God. The Bible says, everyone that exalteth himself shall be what? Abased. And he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Humbling ourselves in prayer. Humbling ourselves before the Lord. Humbling ourselves here at church in the presence of God in worship. Humbling yourself before God is worship. She gets her prayer answered. Not surprised. She goes there sincerely pouring her heart out to the Lord. And God answers her prayer. You're there in 1 Samuel. Look at verse 17. 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 17. And Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou askest. And she said, Let thy handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. That's faith. That's, she just said, she went down there, she prayed. Eli said, God heard your prayer, and she got up and didn't worry about it anymore. Isn't that good? Isn't it good to be able to cast your care upon Him because He cares for you? Isn't it good to be able to take your prayer and your petition before the Lord and lay it down, whether it's anxiety or stress or problems in life, and say, Lord, this is what I'm facing, this is what I'm going through, deliver me, and then walk away with truthfully a different feeling? That, hey, God God can handle it, God can control it, God can 
make a difference. Verse 19. And they, and they arose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house in Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah her wife and the Lord remembered her. You know, I've been thinking about these last three years. There have been some folks here that have uh, come in the last three years that they've walked through those back doors with heavy hearts. We've seen, we've seen folks here going through divorce and death and disease and everything else in between. There have been people that have come in here with a heavy heart and, and seeking God and needing help and needing Him to answer their prayers. I wouldn't be surprised and I'm pretty sure that there's probably some here this morning that are carrying a heavy load. That they have that, maybe that gut-wrenching feeling in their stomach that there's just some problems when they leave here. There's some things that they have to face, things they have to go through. But just as we've seen those folks that have come through here that have had a heavy heart and prayed and poured it out to the Lord, we've seen some miracles. We really have. We have seen God miraculously change situations. We've seen God work and God help and God bring comfort. Look, we have seen in these last three years, we have seen God bless us. I mean, we are a blessed people. We are. I'm blessed. I am blessed. You know, we look around here, each person that God's brought here, uh, they have their own own little story of how, how God's brought them here and God brought them into this little little chapel in the woods and I've been thinking, you know, next week we close on six acres that God's given us. That's a blessing. That's amazing. That's, I, I was thinking about that the other day and it almost doesn't seem true how God's just done it all the way. He's, he's brought us here and when, when the timing's right, He'll take us there. There's another chapel to be built. There's another chapel to be built and God's going to do it. Just like He did this one, He's going he's gonna to help us or He's going to allow us to help Him, however you want to look at that. <laughs> but God answers prayers. Hannah's prayer was answered. She poured her heart out to the Lord and He answered prayer. I believe that, you know, this chapel, I know I've said this a lot of times, but those back doors are always open. You can come here and pray. You can pray here on Sunday morning. We'll have a time of prayer at the end. You bring that thing before the Lord that you're worried about or is troubling you and I believe God will answer those prayers. You get, you get, the Bible says, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. That's a promise. It says, seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Ask, it shall be answered, right? Hannah's prayer was answered. She had a little boy. She had a little boy. You know what she named him? She named him Samuel. You know what Samuel means? Asked of God. She asked God, and He answered. You know, I think of that verse in James chapter 4, verse 2. He says, you have not, because you ask not. Isn't that a shame? This little boy, as he began to grow up, all of Israel knew him as the man of God. He began to judge Israel and help Israel and live Israel, uh, lead Israel. This brings me to Hannah's second trip to church. In 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 24, the Bible says, And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. 
and they slew the bullock and brought the child to Eli. And she said, O oh my Lord, as my soul liveth, my Lord, I am that woman that stood by thee here, praying unto the Lord. And this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. I don't know that. Those verses just excite me. He says in verse 28, Therefore, she says, Also I have lent him unto the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And we and he worshipped the Lord there. She, uh, she, she, her second trip to church, her second uh, time to go out there to the temple was a whole lot different, wasn't it? I mean, from her first time to where her countenance was visibly uh, changed from the burden and the pressure and the heartache that she carried to the second time she went to church, the second time she went there, she had the joy of the Lord. God had answered her prayer. And instead of weeping, she had joy. Instead of pain, she had laughter. She had all these things. She, her, second, her second prayer at church was a whole lot different. Look at verse 1 of chapter 2. I mean, she shows up at church and she begins to worship. You talk about a worship service. Hannah here, uh, she was worshiping. In verse 1, and Hannah prayed. This is her second prayer. And said, My heart rejoiceth in the Lord. My horn is exalted in mine enemies, because I rejoice in thy salvation. There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Neither is there any rock like our God. We sang that this morning, didn't we? The solid rock. She said, There is no rock like our God. She says, talk no more so exceeding proudly. Let no arrogancy come out of thy mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge. And by Him actions are, are weighed. They that are full have hired out themselves for bread. And they that are hungry ceased. So that the barren hath borne seven. And she that hath many children is waxed. Feeble. She, I mean, she just goes on. Now look at verse. Look at verse seven. The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich and bringeth low and lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill and set them among the princes to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and He hath set the world upon them. I mean, she she keeps. Uh, she's preaching here. She's prophesying. She's praising God. She is having herself. A time. You know why? Because God had answered her prayer. I'd say that she was fired up. I would say that she'd come there and there had been, she'd seen the darkness, she'd seen the valley, she'd been low, but now God had lifted her up. God had blessed her. And my soul, she was, I would have liked to have been there. I'd have liked to have seen that. Hannah getting, getting uh, worshiping, the, worshiping God, answering those prayers that Thanking Him for those prayers. We've seen God answer prayers. We've seen God answer a lot of prayers here. We've seen the power of God. We've seen folks come to know Christ and been born again. Eternal, their eternity changed and destiny changed. But you know what? I believe we're just getting started. I, I believe that we can see more of God. I believe that we can see more of His power. I hope that this little chapel here is a seed planted for greater things for the Lord. Not a seed planted just to build a bigger chapel, but a seed planted to help change lives like Hannah. 
Like Samuel. Eternal fruit, eternal blessing. You know, to me, as I read this story about Samuel, God's timing is interesting. God, He knows in His foreknowledge that He's about ready to bless Israel. And He really wants to give them a little bit of what would be called a revival. He wants to bring them out of some darkness. He wants to, he wants to bring them some deliverance over their enemies, the Philistines, and so many things like that. And so, it's interesting His timing. His timing is so different from what our timing would be. When God wanted to make a difference in Israel's uh, future he started looking around, and you know what he found? He found a woman. He found a woman that had a heart for him. He found a woman that had a little bit of faith, and she, he found a woman that was willing to give back what God gave to her. She said, God, if you give me a son, I'll give him back to you all the days of his life. If you'll give me a son, I'll give him back to you. He found a woman with the right heart. Samuel, he became a great priest. I mean, he became, uh, he became one of the great judges in Israel. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 15, And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went from year by year in a circuit to Bethel and Gilgal and Mizpah and judged Israel in those places. Amen. And his return was in Ramah, and there was his house. And there he judged Israel. And there he built an altar unto the Lord. For the rest of Samuel's life, from a little kid all the way up, he served the Lord. And he blessed Israel because of Hannah's gift. The Bible says that he, uh, she, she lent him unto the Lord. That's interesting. You know, Solomon, Samuel, he was the one that uh, anointed the first king of Israel ever. He went and found uh, Saul, and the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 10 and verse 1, And Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it over his head and kissed him and said, Is not, is not, this is, is not, is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee to be captain of his inheritance? Samuel goes uh, and anoints the first king of Israel, Saul. And Samuel also anoints the second king, the greatest king of Israel, the one that would be a picture of Jesus Christ, the one that would take Israel really into their glory days, the best days, and that was David. And the Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, And he sat and brought him in, and he was ruddy, and with all a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. Talking about David. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. And Samuel took the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went back to Ramah. I'd say that Hannah, she had a pretty good return on her investment. The Bible says that you're, you're there in 1 Samuel chapter 2, look at verse 18. You know, she lent Samuel unto the Lord, but you know the truth of the matter is, she never lost him. You know, she gained a son. She never lost her son by giving him to the Lord. Verse 18, the Bible says, And Samuel ministered before the Lord, being a child girded with a linen ephah. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed. Uh, to this woman, for the loan which she lent to the Lord 
And they went into their home, and the Lord visited Hannah, and she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Isn't that interesting? She, she lends out to the Lord, and she receives five more children from it. And like I said, she never lost Samuel. She would be able to go up every year and see Samuel and see how... Can you imagine the joy of Hannah to see how God was using her little boy to, to, to lead Israel and to help Israel and how God would speak to him? You know, God sees those, the big picture. And when He wanted to help Israel, He found a woman and then raised up a little boy in order to save a nation. And I'm pretty excited about these last three years, what God's done. And I'm looking forward to the next three years. I truly believe that the next three years will be better than the last three. And the last three were really good. But I also wonder what God's big picture is. If we'll stay faithful to the Lord. I can't help but think of all those kids out there in that job trailer. wonder if one of those boys and one of those girls would be a Samuel. That would help our nation. That what God would use to change a nation. You say, do you think that's possible? Oh, absolutely. You know what we need? We need some moms and dads that would be like Hannah. Offer up their children to the Lord. Be willing to allow God to use them. And you know, what, what, what more could we think of than God fulfilling someone with His purpose, with His plan? Wouldn't that be great? Whatever God has planned for us, isn't that better than what we have planned for ourselves? Right. You know, sometimes we're, we're a little bit uh, arrogant. And to think that we, we, our plan in our life would be better than what God would have for us. Or somehow we would be happier if we did what we wanted to do. Or somehow we would, uh, we would be more fulfilled if we had our own desires. But God, He'll fulfill the desires of our heart. God will make us have purpose. There is no doubt about that. Hannah's two trips to church. I don't know where you're at here this morning. You might be more like Hannah's first trip. You may be here this morning and your heart is heavy. You really need something from God. That may be you. You really need God to work in your home. You really need God to work in your life. You really need God to change some things. Or, you may be here and you're more like Hannah's second trip to church. Maybe a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. You had some issues, you had some problems, and you saw God deliver you. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Don't forget the great things that God has done for you. Be like Hannah and go back and praise Him and worship Him and thank Him. I thought we'd have a, a time of testimony here as we close. A time to praise God. A time to thank God. A time to worship Him. You know, uh, if you've got something you want to thank the Lord for, just briefly, maybe something with it being uh, the anniversary of the church, you've been here for three years, maybe something you want to say about that, or uh, something that God answered a prayer, just anything. Uh, anybody got a testimony as we, as we close here? Hey, I'll say for the last three years in this church, it's been a place of uh, peace and joy and rest, and that's uh, where the church should be. We're just very thankful. Amen. Uh, Rebecca and I, we were on our drive here. We were talking, and uh, she said, "This is." Uh, she said, "This has been." She's not here right now, so I'll give her testimony to you. She said, "This has been the best three years of our life," and that's because of God.
been the best three years of our lives. I completely agree with her. I just want to thank you, Lord, for every time you heard me pray. I just want to thank you, Lord, for always being there. When I was so I just want to thank you.